I came across a Tinder bio that I has been on my brain for the last hour or two, and I can't understand. Like, I don't understand why it was. I don't understand why it was written. To be honest, it says new to Salina, which is a town in Texas. So new to Salina, just moved here from Salina. It took me so many attempts to read that, and I truly don't understand what was supposed to be said or, like, what the intention was. What do you fucking mean? The dating game is cooked. I can't use the apps. It's not working. That's not true. But it's not, like, ideal in any capacity. Um, I also, for the last few months... If you follow me on Twitter.com, you know I've been obsessed with the phenomenon that is Bar Yahtzee. And for those uninitiated or too fucking ignorant, it's a game. It's not technically gambling because you can't do that in Texas. Uh, I, I want to say the reason they consider it not technically gam- gambling is because the house keeps none of the money. Which, like, maybe that's true, or maybe I just made it up, and if I say it confidently... Actually, hold on. So the reason it's not gambling is because the house doesn't keep the money. And that's a stone-cold fact that you can double-check if you like, but I'm right. Uh, but it's great. It's, the, it's one of the things I look forward to four to five times a week. That's not true. It's closer to two to three. But what it is, is you go to any bar of your choosing... In Denton, Texas, for the most part, like 95% of them. And what you do is you look that bartender right in the goddamn eye and you say, hey, I'm trying to play some bar Yahtzee. And then if you're a real one like me, what you do is you, because you don't carry cash because there's no gold behind our money anymore and it's, it's all fucking worthless. So you dig around in your fucking car cushions and you find... One dollar worth of quarters. I have not yet gone below quarters. I think that would be an insult. (laughs) Like, it's already kind of, like, it's already, like, I think that's how you know, maybe, right, that you're probably not addicted. Well, it's not gambling, so how could you be addicted? Um, But you give them a dollar. Could be the paper version, I guess. But you get that dollar, and you slide it right across that bar. And tradition is, you want to take a shot for good luck. So you're already down at least five bones. Hold on, Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, man. Before I even get any further in this, I went and saw the Meg 2 today, which was ass and butt. Um, y'all must have Alzheimer's because I don't remember asking. The... I don't know what, I don't even like popcorn. I don't know what possessed me to do this, but I was looking over Alamo Draft House's new menu, and they had this, uh, and like again, I, I fucking, I don't know what I was thinking, because their bowls are huge. You put two of those things together, and it's like as big as one of those inflatable beach balls. But I got, not only did I get popcorn, which I don't really love, I got the spicy ranch popcorn i fucking hate ranch i don't know what i was thinking and i ate all of it and my stomach fucking hurts dude i am going through it right now i haven't been able to eat 
anything else. And that was at like 9 fucking 50 in the morning. Also, is my fucking computer getting hacked? What just happened? There's like a coding box that just showed up in front of the re- recording. What is going on? Jesus. Is this still recording? I ate it. I ate all of it. And oh my God. I'm like, it's, it's not backdoor material and it's definitely not throw up material. Like, I think this just has to sit and linger. I fucking, I like, I don't understand why I did that. But my, so if you hear me just groaning, that's why, because my fucking stomach hurts like shit. Uh, so you slide a dollar over, or four quarters if you're a real one like me. And they give you a box and five dice and a little cup to put the dice in and roll. Usually when me and my dad used to play Yahtzee when I'd kick his ass, we never we just shook him in our hands like a real one. Like you're getting ready to pop up in on a few peanut M&M's. Um, but I use the cup because they provide it. Y'all must have Alzheimer's because I don't remember asking. Um, and you roll. The problem with this is it's very, it's an, it's an unlikely outcome. Actually, what the fuck? Let me do some quick research in here. What are the odds of rolling a Yahtzee on, oh, God, the first try. The probability of rolling five of a kind of any number is one in 7,776. This means the probability of Yahtzee on the first roll, six times six. Wait, why six? Oh, because there's a, I'm such a fucking idiot if I just read. So it's a 0.08% chance. (laughs) But let's say you get four of a kind and one is off. Because you only get one roll a day per bar, per venue, per location. Let's say you just laid down four sixes and the fifth dice is a five. You are allowed and encouraged to pick up that fifth dice for 20 American dollars and re-roll. And then your odds are great, right? One out of six. That's got to be like at least 50%. And once you win, if you do, if you're so inclined, you get the money. You get all the money in the pot. So like that dollar... Somebody else played a dollar and they lost. So a pot can be like, you know, sometimes a pot can be like dog shit. It can be like 80 bucks. Sometimes you hear some rumblings. You're sitting at the bar. Some guy walks in, just bloodshot eyes and gonorrhea. And you just slumped over the bar. And he's just, because you're nosy, you just overhear, you listen intently to a conversation you were not invited to be a part of. It's like, man, down at Dick's, dude, I just played Yahtzee. Pot, $772. And you're like, oh shit, I gotta get my drunk ass up and mosey on down. You can hit a whole bar crawl if you want to. It's the, really the best way to spend an evening. 
The problem with this is, and why I think I'm so addicted, I wouldn't say addicted. I don't have any addictions besides just like a handful. Gambling, if it were that, which it is not, you're always just, you're one away from your next big break. And I was so close. I was detrimentally close the other day. It, it fucking popped up. Am I getting hacked? Is someone like in my computer right now? Why is that thing keep popping up? What's crazy is I rolled six, four sixes, and then a one five. So it's it's one of those things too, right? Like if it had been four ones and a two, there's just less dots on the dice, so it doesn't look as interesting or as like a, a compelling. I don't know, appeasing to the eye even. But that's what I got. I didn't have twenty dollars on me. I had seven. My friend had one, so the bartender's like, I'll spot you the difference. I'm like, that is incredibly kind. That means you know if I win this that I have to give you way more money than I would want to. Um, but I respect the hustle. Long story short is I did not. Long story short. <laughs> long story medium, I did not win. And it's been a curse that hangs over my head daily. So all I'm thinking about right now is how I would love to not do this podcast and go win some bar Yahtzee. There's a second problem with this, though. I don't like going alone. And I don't have that many friends. So it's tough. I always appreciate whenever somebody, anybody, my dearest loved ones, come out to visit me, especially with my car troubles. But that does not seem to be the case on this lowly Saturday afternoon. Looks like it's going to be a shut-in type evening, which is why I decided, hey, I should just get on this podcast and ramble about things that nobody gives a shit about for 35 minutes, and I'll feel like I did something with my day instead of just sitting on Tinder trying to decipher that fucking code of new to Salina, just moved here from Salina. What are you fucking talking about? You are crazy, dude. That is, oh man, could you imagine though if you like matched with somebody like that? Like, Wouldn't that be most fun person to gaslight ever <laughs> like just about anything you want dinner you already ate what are you talking about um i did have a pretty cool week though um i went and saw one of my favorite hardcore bands all the way from sydney australia speed shit rock man shit was going nuts uh i like to do a lot of things alone going and watching bands play has to be at the fucking bottom of the list because it's just like, man, like, it also makes you realize, like, how little, like, you can have, like, a big hobby, like, interest in your life, but if people around you don't share it, it's intimidating as fuck to be, like, almost damn near 30 and, like, go up to a bunch of, whether they're my age or, like, slightly younger or older, right, it's, like, anywhere from 25 to 35, like, hey, guys, like, can I be your friend? It's, no, nobody wants that. Nobody wants me coming up to them reeking of Montucky beers and being like, come here often. You know, so I'm just sitting there and there's wasps everywhere. There was a huge wasp. Maybe even a horn. I don't even know. It was big as fuck, though. That was like my closest friend because he kept following me around the whole goddamn show. That shit rocked, man. It was a, it was a great time besides standing outside in 100-degree weather when the sun is down. Um with no fucking friends. Uh, but I bring this up because I have like the worst case of like rug burn on like, it starts midway up my left thigh and like all the way to the crease of my ass cheek. Uh, 
And it fucking hurts to sit down, dude. Like, I'm wincing in pain. I'm leaned all the way over on my right cheek to avoid any contact. Because, my God, it, it like, is, this is like getting my ass whooped felt like when I was a hoodlum growing up. Uh, because my shit hurts. It hurts like shit. It hurts big time. The way I got it. I know you're all curious because you must have Alzheimer's the way you don't remember asking. I had had a few. Speed was playing, last band, you know, got through five other bands, which I also liked, but not as much as Speed. They're all the way, they came, they came across the pond, baby. They, they flew from that crazy island in Australia with bird eating spiders and fucking snakes that essentially pay rent because they're in your condominium so much. I was like, I hate using this term because I'm not going to use it, but quote unquote mosh retirement. I was like, I can, I can, I can hit a stage dive. They hit a, a nice passionate speech about how this is your stage. This is your microphone. Get up here and rock. And I'm like, damn, he's speaking directly to me and nobody else in this audience. So what I decided to do was try to go hit a gnarly, Stage dive. Push my way up to the front left side. As soon as I get to the front of the stage, I'm like, oh yeah, you're a fucking short dumbass. So even like a moderately tall stage, which it is not, is going to be an issue to get up on. I had never been on Rubber Gloves' stage before, so I didn't know. But I had to make it quick. I couldn't like mosey around. You, if you're in a stage dive, you get up, you get off. I don't want to see any of your bullshit up there. Or how long it might take one individual to fucking even move, just, like, up to the stage. So I was like, I'm, I got to go quick. So I jump up. I'm wearing some very small shorts, like volleyball, women's volleyball shorts, essentially. And I'm as I'm hoisting myself up with my arms, I'm like, I have to, like, swing my legs around to get up top. Otherwise... I'm just going to, I'm not going to make it. It all happened in one mo motion, but I, I could tell as soon as my hands touched the stage, I'm like, oh, this isn't like wood or like a carbon fiber. This is like AstroTurf. So I swing my legs across with my shorty shorts on, my Daisy Dukes, and I like it, like a, like a Tom and Jerry, like humans, yeah, left my voice I box I think and like I slid my ass across it and I was like yo that fucking sucked ass and dicks so I hit my move I go to do a nice little spin kick dive off the other side of the stage patting myself down as I land because I just want to make sure I got everything lo and behold my phone is gone dunzo and it's like now I'm just on the outer ring, right? I'm about to get my shit just pushed in. But take a someone's gonna clean my fucking clock if I don't have some spatial awareness. I look to my left. I look to my right. I look back on the stage. Nowhere to be found. I look to my left once more, and I see a girl like waving it at me. So I go to reach, and then my peripheral lets me see another man. About we're gonna say. Seven to eight feet tall. Built like a fucking linebacker. The boss. And he's swinging hard as hell. So I put my arm up. 
nasty bruise, which you can't even see because it's right on one of my tattoos. So it's just like a big lump. Um, and then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to spin kick my way to the back where I was, and I'm going to enjoy the rest of the show from there, which I did. And it was great. I had a, a grand old time. Unfortunately, shame hit me right in the grief bone. Beer break. Oh, God, my stomach hurts like fucking hell. I don't know. I can't do this, Spider-Man. Oh, my God. Okay. Shame hit me. And it was it forced me to relive the memory on the drive home of another completely botched and failed stage dive in my stage diving career, which I'll share with you now. I think this is how you get over your grief and your trauma. Nobody else in the world probably remembers this, but it sticks with me every day. Cause like, I don't think I've ever been that embarrassed before. It was one of those things where it's just like, man, you really like people saw you do the thing you're about to explain. Like they might tell somebody one day or the fact that I just have to like live that down. It's like one of those one, like when you're in the shower and like life hits you right in the fucking chest and you're like, Oh dude, I've got to deal with this now. In my brain. God, I'm going to throw up. Let me set the stage for you. Yes, that was a pun. Years and years ago, I don't, how, it must have been, I don't know, like 2013, 2014. I definitely was not of drinking age, but your boy liked to party. Um, a handful of my friends were in some local bands around the area. Um, so we're, I was always going to shows down in Deep Elm and stuff like that. And this one particular show, like two or three of my friends were all on the same bill. So I was like, this is going to be great. Uh, two of the guys in two separate bands and myself all said like the world's worst quote unquote clothing company, which was just like, oh my God, I'm going to throw up like eight, not even eight, like five shirts and a beanie. And then the ones that we didn't sell, we were just like tie dye. I'm like, it's a whole new shirt, everybody. Um, so I was like, oh shit, well, we can like sell merch out of there and like get some money or whatever. So we decided to go. We get down to Deep Ellum pretty early for like a load in. Um, I want to say it was like a weekend because like people were out and about, like even just like walking up and down the streets, you'd see, you know, people, like, hey, you coming to the show tonight? And they're like, oh yeah, yeah. Or like, you know, maybe someone's just like, oh no, like I'm just out on a weekend because that's what I do. And it was like, incredible. You love to see it. So we're setting everything up, and one of my friends, Dar, comes up, and he's like, hey, man, um, do you want to go have a drink? Since we couldn't drink at the bar, or, like, uh, he could. He was much older than me, but uh, me and, like, one of the other guys, uh, since we just, you know, weren't of age yet, we're like, yeah, dude. And he's like, great, I got a handle of uh, Fireball whiskey in my car, so we can just go hang out in the parking lot and, like, sip a little. And I was like, oh, shit, hell yeah. And when he said, like, a handle... I just kind of expected the, like, normal, like, whatever. This dude had, like, a 10-gallon bottle of, of fucking the worst whiskey you've ever had in your life. And he, like, he pulls it out like Excalibur sword, and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so we're just, like, sitting in this car, like, tossing a few back, catching up and everything. Next thing you know, it's, like, three hours later, and doors are, like, first band's already started, all that. And I was like, oh, shit, I need to go, like, be at the merch booth to, like, sell shit because the other guys are actually in bands that need to you know either 
tune up or like go to the green room or whatever. So I'm there and it's one of those things where it's kind of like the sun had gone down and you go inside to like a, like the, just like the lighting changes. So like I knew getting out of the car, I was like, I'm pretty drunk right now, but like, it's not like I can get more to drink inside. So I'll be good. Lights are down. So you just, I don't know, you let your guard down. That's why they had mood lighting at dive bars. Um, so show's going great. Like a few bands start rocking and rolling. I'm jamming. Um, the last two bands were the two that my friends were playing in. So the second to last band, um, I was talking with this, the singer or whatever. I was like, Hey man, uh, would you mind if I did like a guest vocal spot on X, Y, and Z song? He's like, Oh hell yeah, dude, that'd be sick. And I was like, hell yeah. So at this point I hadn't really left the merch area, just kind of hanging out, doing my thing. I go to stand up. It hit me like eight freight trains, like a Superman punch to the chest, like a cannonball shot from a cannon, like a bullet shot from a cannon. I was hammered, dude. Like it was, it was I was in a bad spot. My, I, <laughs> my fucking rug burn hurt so bad. Uh, I was in a tough spot. So I get up there, I'm sitting side stage, and a few songs in, I'm like, oh shit, this is the song, here it comes. A bunch of my friends, like, we're all kind of just in that same side stage area, so it's like, they're not spread out, they're all in one area. If they're not performing, they are 17 of them just huddled up in this little corner, and so I go and grab the mic, I hit my, like, 15 second spot for the breakdown or whatever, the, the call out. And as I'm going to hand the mic back, I'm like, you're a rock star, dude. You just crushed that shit. You're the coolest dude in here. And there's no, it's no way it's the liquid courage from the leader of cinnamon whiskey you just had. You know what? You deserve this, man. You deserve to feel good about yourself. You deserve this spotlight in front of 150 17 to 23 year olds, you should dive. You gotta hit that stage dive. This is all going through my head in the two seconds that it takes to hand the microphone back. So I'm like, fuck it. This will be sick. And obviously, when you have stage lights on you, it's kind of hard to see where the people are, except for like people directly up against the stage. So I kind of like had a feeling just from watching bands on it. It's like, it's not a small show. Like, there's people here. But it had that horseshoe type pit thing where it's just like no one's really at the front. Everyone's just kind of hanging along the the circle, right? The the human circle they've made. But I'm like, I spot at least five people, and that'll be enough. I'm not looking to like crowd surf after the dive. Like I'm just looking to dive and then like hit a few people on the way down and then like land on my feet. Maybe do a quick jumping jack and a push up. Uh, maybe hit like a like when you hit like the d-pad and super smash brothers to taunt like one of those things in my head it was all gonna work out perfectly so i run i jump i see more than five people there's a lot of people where i jump unfortunately they all did the thing from school of rock where jack black is like junk at the his band's first show and they just like spread like the Red Sea, 
I hit the ground so unbelievably hard that I bounced. Because I, I tried to turn in air once I saw, like, I was going stomach out. And then I was like, oh, shit, they're not catching me. So I tried to turn and land on, like, the right side of my body, which I did. But just, like, thigh, elbow, shoulder, just boom. And it was like someone, like, skipped a rock over a lake, dude. I got, like, <laughs> dunk, 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 dunk. Uh, and the only way out of that, because you, you, there's a few options, right? You can hit the ground and lay there and, like, draw attention to yourself. It hurt like the dickens. I'll tell you what. But I was not w- willing to sacrifice all 15 seconds of glory I just had to be like, oh, my arm hurts. So I was like, all right, scratch that. We're not laying on the ground. The second thing I can do is get up slowly, right? Like turn, sit on my ass, shake my head for a second to let everyone know I disagreed with what I just did. Push myself off the ground with my hands, slow, dust myself off, hang my head in shame, walk back to where all my friends are side stage and just like enjoy the rest of the the set. That sounds terrible. I don't want to do that shit. That'd be embarrassing too. So what's left? You got to pop up like you meant to do it and mosh harder than you've ever moshed in your life. That way it's like, oh shit, that dude's tough as fuck. He's tough as nails. He didn't get hurt. He's a real one. In my head, after two to three liters, cinnamon whiskey. This is what I have to do. I'll get up, do a few spin kicks, maybe uh, swing a bow or two. And then once I tire myself out, then I can kind of like lightly jog back to my friend's side stage and we'll just like, they'll be like, oh, dude, that was sick. I'm like, fuck yeah, hell yeah. So I do. I bounce and in one motion, like a cat toy, I just like spring back into existence. That that hit, like if there was like HP points for like being drunk, that would that would have knocked my meter to fucking zero, dude. I was stone sober after that shit because that hurt <laughs> so fucking bad. But I pop up, I mosh up a little bit. The song wraps up, so that's when I kind of like duck my way back to side stage. And there they were, all my friends just turning, like open mouth, pointing and laughing. And like a few of them were on their knees. A few of them had tears coming down their faces from like pure joy. The childlike wonder of watching one of your friends get hurt like shit. Um, I got made fun of fucking relentlessly that entire evening, really for like the next like week or two later. Um, but just in, in like, it's, there's nothing I could do. I couldn't be like, I meant to do that. Or like, dude, shut up. You know, cause you can't get defensive. Cause then that's just, they're going to double down. Um, it was truly one of my least favorite experiences in my life. That is something that still haunts me to this, to this day. Um, there's a lot of things I have shame about. Maybe we'll we'll dive in deeper as the podcast progresses. Now I'm just embarrassed even just thinking about it, though. It's one of those things you have to, like, scream out of your head or, like, you have to, like, close your eyes really hard to stop thinking about it. Um, it, it, it was not ideal. I'll tell you that. Speaking of shame, this wasn't my shame, but I was at... Until this, it's not even like a really a story. It's more just like something I witnessed. And then, because I'm embarrassed, I'm going to wrap this up. I was at Barnes and Noble today, checking shit out. The holidays are almost upon us, so I got to start early because I, if I spread it out, 
it'll work in my favor financially. That's, I believe, how it works. But I heard two guys talking. Like, I was kind of browsing in, like, the fiction uh, fiction section. And the guy's, like, a row adjacent to me. Not quite, like, one row over. Like, I can see them. You know, there's a hallway dividing us. But I'm, like, looking over. And it's, like, a, not even a hallway, a walkway. And it's, like, I can just see what these dudes are talking about. And they're both very passionate. Like, like really speaking with their whole bodies. Like, leaning into every sentence and really emphasizing words. And it's, like, what are these? What are these fucking guys talking about? Like, what could they be so happy about? I quote, one of the men was like, yeah, man, like, I just, I throw my hands in the sky and, like, tears streaming down my face. I'm like, uh-oh, I know what that is. I know exactly what that is. So you know how Barnes & Noble, they have, like, they show on top of the bookshelves, like, what section you're in? I take a quick fucking peek. Bibles. They were in the Bibles section. I knew it. It's like, you don't, you're... you're you don't know what you're talking about, man. I, like, you like live music or like speakers. <laughs> that's but that's what you're passionate about. If I read the Book of God, you would you do the same thing, or is it different because your pastor spent his life <laughs> making these speeches? Inherently, like they're supposed to eat at, like a soul like yours. I walk away. I shop more. I come back as I'm leaving. I'm walking past them again. They haven't moved. They're still talking, these two guys. The same guy, the first guy that uh, threw his hands up. Tears streaming down his face from hearing, oh, come all ye faithful or whatever. Um, I overhear, right as I'm about to walk out the door. Yeah, I don't really like Joel Osteen that much. <laughs> Yeah, man, nobody does. Like, what, like, <laughs> I just, I, I had only wish I had gotten to that point five seconds earlier so I could have heard, like, what the prompt or, like, question was. Because uh, the other guy was just like, yeah, don't even get me started on him. And it's just like, y'all are so close to getting the point, man. You're knocking on heaven's door. And then Joel won't answer because there's a flood and he doesn't want to let you in. Ew, gross, poor people. Um, Unfortunately, that shameful story of my stage dive has like actually embarrassed me, so I'm going to end this literally right now.